This is the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. There's no such thing as no maintenance when it comes to your home. That's why we bring you the Fix It Show from 7 to 9 every Saturday. Get your questions ready for our expert home inspector, David Nason from Best Inspections. Here he is with his co-host, Dayton Kane. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Good morning to you, the final Saturday of Summerfest. So I'm sure uh, Evan, who's in the producer's booth today, going to be playing some Summerfest music as we go throughout the show today. Thank you for joining us, and thanks to Siding Unlimited and J&B Construction for always sponsoring the show. Good morning, David Nason. How are you? I am doing well. Good morning, Dayton. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I now know what it feels like to be Jeff Wagner on a daily basis, sitting in the studio all by myself. It's yeah. weird. Sorry. Sorry about that. A little bit of scheduling uh, it's all good. issue for me this morning caused me to have to be remote from home this morning, but but all's good. You sound good, so that's good. We can do the show yeah. and uh, get through it. How was your week? Anything big, exciting happen? Uh, you know, uh, it was a, it was actually a little bit of a short week with the holiday. So hopefully everybody enjoyed the, the holiday week. Um, I started out my week like last weekend sailing across Lake Michigan, racing across Lake Michigan. So quick shout out to all my crew on reckless abandon. We got third place in our division, but, uh, going into the week, you know, uh, parades, fireworks, that was a blast. And then getting into the week, had a couple inspections, um, doing some work for NARI. I'm on the NARI ethics committee. So I had an inspection as part of, um, part of that as well. So, um, so yeah, pretty, pretty busy, uh, for me. How about you? Uh, super busy, too busy. In fact, I'm still tired from last week. When, when, when (laughs) 4th of July falls on a Tuesday, you then have from Friday to Tuesday to do stuff. And we took full advantage of that, but uh, it was good. We're going to Summerfest tonight to see Imagine Dragons. So that'll be fun. Sure. Um, last night, right? Yeah. I want to take this hour though, or this segment here to see if we can fix people. So on the 4th of July, we went to, um, Foxbrook Park in Brookfield. We're going to do some paddle boarding and set up and have a cookout and and hang out with the family. We got there at 1045. Knew it was going to be busy, right? Fourth of July, going to be busy. Well, when we got there at 1045 in the morning, there were no picnic tables left. However, one group, I shouldn't say group, it was two guys, had seven picnic tables rounded up, and they had one item on each picnic table. And I went over and said, hey, can we grab one of these? Nope, we need them. So... We were there from 1045 until 3.30 in the afternoon. Those two guys sat at those two picnic tables, or those seven picnic tables, and I think two people had joined them by the time we left at 3.30. Wow. If you're going to have a group of people coming, especially like at five in the afternoon, do not grab seven picnic tables and put your stuff on them and sit there. Right. That they what, have did, pavil- what did these guys do? What did these guys do for the five hours? They sat there. Well, they did start. Eventually, they started cooking meat. So they must have been smoking okay. something or just uh, grilling something slowly to get it ready. But uh, for the most part, they just sat there and sipped on a soda and talked to each other. I'm like, come on, yeah, guys. That, that does seem a little rude uh, yeah. for that amount of time. Um, definitely, uh, or they, they couldn't give up one table for you. Well, and there were empty yeah. pavilions in the park. I guess they didn't want to pay the 50 bucks to rent the pavilion, but 
Right. I don't know. Come right. on, people. Think of other people, not just yourself, when you're out exactly. doing stuff. And, and that goes everything in life. Think about other sure. people, not just yourself. That's my yeah. fix-it for people today. Do, so. do unto others. Yes, exactly. We would have them do unto you. So. Exactly. So, uh, so today we don't have a guest this hour. We do have Cornerstone Development next hour, but this hour is wide open so we can take texts and calls and, and help people through fixing anything that they need to fix at their house. That's why we call it the Fix-It Show. We already actually have a right. couple texts in here, so we'll get to those coming up. Um, anything that you need to tell people before we jump headfirst into the show? Uh, no, I think uh, right. we kind of hit it. We're, we had a busy week. We're ready to go and, and talk to people and answer questions. All right. The Old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. It is The Fix-It Show on WTMJ. The Fix-It Show with Dayton Kane and David Nason on WTMJ. Here we go. A little Imagine Dragons playing on your radio right now. They're going to be at Summerfest, final night of Summerfest tonight. They're on the big stage. Uh, AJR canceled on that show, of course, but they lined up a couple other acts to open for Imagine Dragons tonight. David Nason, Dayton Kane here. It's going to be beautiful. 75 by the lake, 80 inland Mm -hmm. once this rain gets through. Um, It's going to be a beautiful Saturday. Much needed rain. I'm walking around houses outside, you know, the yards are crunching under my feet. Yeah. It's crazy. And this was a good one because it lasted a long time and it kind of came right. down. It didn't. Uh, we had a couple of like ten minute blasts throughout the week here, but this was a good one. Sure. So yeah, and then good it clears out and we have a beautiful Saturday. If we could do that yeah. every night, that'd be perfect. Yeah, not so humid, just nice and nice and uh, comfortable and sunny. That's what Summerfest needs. Yeah, we had a fire last night at our house. It was awesome. It was a great night. Oh, I hope you mean like a fire ring. You were being safe yeah. with your fire. <laughs> yes, not, not, not yes. Fire in we had house. the hose there in case it got out of control, yeah. too. Yeah. We were good okay. to go. Uh, the Old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. We do have a text here that asks... I have a home in Door County. It's a place we rent for vacations. What do you recommend to fix a leaky shower head? It's a bathtub-shower combo and seems to be where the knob is to turn on the hot or cold. Thank you, Carl. Mm-hmm. So thanks for the text question there, Carl. Uh, typically, that that where the hot and cold turns on, it's called the mixing valve. And depending on the, the brand of faucet, uh, a very common one, popular one, is called Moen. Um, and Moen actually warranties the, 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 um, I'm drawing a blank on what the thing is now. It's the cartridge inside there that in this, this cartridge, basically when you turn the knob, it mixes hot and cold, or you get all, all cold, all hot water. And they will warranty that I believe for the lifetime of the faucet for the person who purchased it. So it doesn't transfer over to anybody, but if you purchase that faucet, you can you know look up the go on to moen.com i'm assuming that's their website or at least they'll get you to their website and you can look that up they'll send that to you you probably need to turn the water off to your house to fix this because generally you can't get uh to any shutoffs or there usually aren't shutoff valves at the hot and cold for a tub sometimes you have an access panel in the wall behind but usually you don't turn off the water to the house Take a couple screws off to remove that decorative plate on the front of there, and then you should be able to remove the uh, cartridge and replace that. Um, it That's what it's most likely going to be for Moen and others. Uh, if you have a different brand, you know, uh, everybody talks about YouTube. I would maybe do a little search on YouTube. 
but most likely it's going to be a cartridge. Remember, turn your water off before you go and start taking anything apart there <laughs> and, and then put it back together and then turn your water back on. So that's that's probably what it is, is a cartridge issue. Or if you don't turn the water off, make sure somebody with a video camera is standing next to you when you <laughs> right. try this. Yeah, because you got to post that picture. That's right, that exactly. Video, definitely. exactly. Uh, that spurred a text from Kelly in Mequon. It says, I have a chip in my bathtub. What's the best way to fix it? Chip in your bathtub. So there are companies that, well, first of all, if you want, you can buy... Uh, like a ceramic touch-up paint. Uh, Usually they call it appliance uh, touch-up paint because a lot of appliances have ceramic tops or the older appliances did. But if it's a very simple touch-up, that that would be the way to go. Otherwise, there are companies that do uh, fix uh, uh, tubs. Um, I was trying to think. um, I know if we come back at the next, I'll look up the name of somebody that I know. Uh, you can have a tub totally reglazed, so you can do repairs. You can change the color of a tub, and this, this, it sounds like this is a an enamel cast iron tub, uh, but it could be a fiberglass tub. There's fiberglass. Can, there's porcelain. There's right. enamel. So you got to kind of know what yeah, material are, you're working with, right? And there are companies that that do fix those. As you can imagine, in new construction, tubs go in before walls and everything are completed. So these get nicked up and scratched and, and damaged. I don't want to say regularly, but it's not uncommon. So it is, uh, it is something that can be fixed. And, and usually you can't see the repair when it's done professionally. Do you want to sand anything or is that good? You're not, not, not if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but it'd probably be like a wet sand. You got to get that like 1600 grit where it's literally like, yeah, this is sandpaper. It feels like paper, but it's, it's so fine that once you do the repair, when you start to do the sanding and, and wet sanding, you actually don't see any of the, the scratches from the sand, but you're, you're really buffing it out. Okay. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. We may have to look this next one up during the break, too. It says, I have three huge crab apple trees about 14 years old that are dropping a lot of yellow leaves. Do you know of a couple of arborists that could come to Elkhorn to evaluate the problem? Would trees on the move go to Elkhorn? And absolutely. That yeah. was the first one that came to my mind. Yeah. They're down in Franklin, so they would get down to uh elkhorn area and they have an arborist on staff yeah trees on the move.com i think it is it's very simple right. so check them out get them out there good question keep them coming in 855-616-1620 it is the fix it show dayton kane and david nason with you on a saturday morning on wtmj wtmj's the fix it show with david nason and dayton kane Smokey Robinson on the Uline Warehouse stage, 9 o'clock tonight. Smokey Robinson. He's still around? He's been around a long time. I'm thinking 9 o'clock's a little late for his demo. <laughs> he's probably sleeping <laughs> until like, you know, 2 o'clock. Uh, all right. I've already uh, watched my Wheel of Fortune and had my dinner. I'm going to go out at 9 o'clock at night and watch Smokey Robinson. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That's pushing it. Um, but yes. Festival grounds going to be packed again one final night for Summerfest, and uh, Evan pulling some nice music for us to hear as we bump in and out of the show here. So we do uh, have more calls, 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talking text line. I have a question, though. So we have, like, carbon monoxide detectors in our house, right? And right. some of them are, right. like, associated with a smoke detector. It's weird. Mm-hmm. So I can't smell, taste, hear anything about carbon monoxide. Right. 
How do I know these things are working? There's a button on there, just like a smoke detector. Right. Okay. Right. So as, as I, you said, I, I, I'm one of those terrible people who don't check any of that stuff ever right. until it's beeping at me. So right. when am I supposed to do that? Well, you should check it pretty regularly. Um, and then maybe it's just the, the, the in business that I'm in, I check smoke detectors. I check GFCIs. I check stuff fairly regularly because that's just what I do every day. Um, but yeah, you, you really should be checking your smoke detectors, your CO detectors and the new standard for a new house. If you have a house that's five years or less older, you will have uh, a smoke detector inside your bedroom, each bedroom. Yeah. And then within two feet out in the hallway, within two feet of the bedroom door. So if you have a hallway and there's two or three bedroom doors right there, there's going to be a combination smoke and CO detector there. And it'll say right on the face of that detector, combination smoke and CO detector. Most of the new ones, the smoke detectors, when you test them, you push the button, they just beep, you know, loudly. And they should all be wired together with a battery backup. So they should all go off when you test one. But if you push the button on the combination one, it'll actually talk. It'll say warning, uh, fire, you know, and beep, beep, beep. And then it'll go through the testing. It'll say warning carbon monoxide detected. Hmm. So with, with the combination units, you should get that speaking. You can still buy them separate. So if let's say your house has smoke detectors and it's a little older, and you don't have the combination, you don't have to go and replace everything. But if you want to buy a separate com- carbon monoxide detector, you can do that. Um, also a, a, a common question is, Shouldn't carbon monoxide detectors be lower to the floor because isn't carbon monoxide heavier than air? And it is technically heavier than air, but the vast majority of homes are forced air heat systems and that you're going to either be cooling or or heating your house most of the time. And that's going to push that air around. It's really not going to be an issue. So uh, it will detect it up at the ceiling, but you should have at least one smoke detector and one carbon monoxide detector on every level of your home. Yeah, we had foster kids for a while and the requirements are like through the roof, so we've got right. them everywhere. Like right. and, but again, I'm the guy that's not checking them. So now I want to go push the button on that one combo one to hear it talk to me though. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know they did that. And it is recommended that you replace your smoke detectors every like 6 to 10 years. That's a pretty big window, so you know, at least every 10 years and and what you're seeing now, if you're going out and buying new ones, they're going to have that battery backup. It's a 10-year battery that's in that, so you cannot replace that battery. You also can't take it out. So now, you know, I see every once in a while I'm looking around a house and the smoke detector and the battery backup battery door is open and the battery's missing. <laughs> well, that's not going to work. That's not going to work very well. So now they've They've come out with the new units where you cannot take the battery out. And then as soon as it starts to chirp, you actually have to replace you know, it, throw it away and come, you know, that's so is there a society. Is, is there a label on the outside of that that lets you know that it's one of those batteries? Or do you just know when you open it up, you can see, oh, I can't replace this. It's one of those. Yeah. Tenure yeah. I don't, I don't know. And yep. That's a good question, but I do know that there's no door. You know, no little door to put a nine volt battery in. It's sure. it's just sealed up unit. All right. And there should be a date on the back. If you take your smoke detector down, you should be able to just twist it off the base that it's on and look at the back. There should be a manufacturer date on the back there. Okay. 
Good to know. Good stuff. David Nason, Dayton Kane here. It is the Fix It Show. Taking your calls and texts, 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talk and text line. So I'm coming over. More of your questions next. It's the Fix It Show on WTMJ. American Idol winner Scotty McCreary going to be on the U.S. Cellular Connection stage at Summerfest tonight at 10 o'clock. Looking at a picture on the website here. He sure looks different than he did on American Idol. A little uh, <laughs> filled out, a little gruffer. He was such a kid on that show when he won that thing. So yeah, uh, looks like a man now. Scotty McCreary. He's I like his music. Good stuff. Yeah. Eight five five six one six one six twenty is the old National Bank talking text line. Dayton and David here answering questions. Uh, one just came in from the four one four. Says my toilet has trouble flushing. I've cleaned the holes around the rim, but almost always have to plunge it. What else can I do to open it up? Hmm. hmm. That's a that's an interesting question. Ever heard of that one? The has trouble flushing. So, so what he's, he's thinking the the bowl itself is clogged somehow around. Well, so the toilet flushing seems to be a different issue than he's cleaning the holes around the rim. That's the amount of water that's coming right. in. That would maybe be due to a hard water issue. If you have a softener, maybe you got to make sure your softener is is uh, doing its job correctly and, and softening your water. Otherwise, uh, as far as flushing, uh, you know, you could try plunging it. I really, it's not a good idea to use chemicals. They're really harsh on your, your plumbing pipes. If, you, if you're fairly handy, what I would maybe try to do is pull the toilet. And so disconnect the water, turn the water off. It, there should be a shutoff valve there. Disconnect that. You got to flush the toilet, get as much of the water out as possible. Set a couple towels on the floor in the bathroom there next to you because there's going to be some water in there. Yep. And then loosen the, the nuts, pull the toilet, and if you can tip it over, see if there's anything in the, the flush way there. Or maybe just right, it's going to be a little gross, the pipe in the floor. Uh, but, you know, put some rubber gloves on and uh, see if there's maybe anything blocking right there. And, and at that point, you could try to snake something down in there. So if, if all that's beyond you, you got to call a plumber. But those are some things that I would try to do if I was having trouble with the toilet flushing is, is try plunging, detaching the toilet, seeing if, if you can clear it at all. Uh, if not, uh, Milestone Plumbing and Wauwatosa is a great company. I'm sure you could give them a call and, and, uh, and they could come out and help you out with that. Uh, yeah, and speaking of that, we had a question earlier about fixing the, the bathtub, and you said you right. had a guy that does that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's called Beautiful Finishes is the name of the company, and uh, David Job was the, the owner, uh, and, and it's been a little while, I'll just say, it's been a little while since I've talked to him, uh, so you just want to make sure that, that he's, uh, he's got an email, beautifulfinishes at gmail.com, and a number 262 989-8827 if you wanted to reach out to, to have your, your tub repaired. All right. The Old National Bank talking text line is 855-616-1620. Bruce texted in, haven't stained and sealed my deck in about five years. Do I need to do any special prep? What stain do you recommend? Well, then it says Vince from South Milwaukee. It says Bruce on top and Vince <laughs> yeah. on the bottom. That's weird. Um, so staining a deck much better than than um painting a deck and so staining just generally fades 
so he, basically, you just got to clean it up. Remember, Tom always said, clean, dry, and dull if you're doing any staining or painting. And um, so I would say just get it, get it nice and clean. And you want a penetrating oil stain, so grab something. I would always say go to a, a Sherwin-Williams or Holman Lindsay. But, you know, Home Depot's got a pretty good paint department uh, there. And, and get something that's made for exterior grade, uh, you know, a deck. The deck stains are going to have a UV inhibitor in them. So you're going to try to protect from the sun a little bit. But at least staining is better than painting. You don't do, do any scraping. Uh, and then, you know, before that, make sure any boards are, uh, if you got any boards that are deteriorated, rotted, or anything, that you go ahead and replace any boards first. Yep. And watch the uh, weather forecast before you dig into the project to make sure it's right. not going to rain on you. Right. All right. Another one here at 855-616-1620. Replying to that toilet issue, it said, my friend had the same issue, checked all the same things. They ended up replacing the toilet. No more issues. Yeah. (laughs) So it's something weird going on with the toilet. Right. I was going to say, you know, that maybe there is something that trap. If you look at the side of the toilet, you know, the way most toilets, some today are, are, you don't see it, but the older toilets, you actually see where the drain goes in the toilet. There could be something lodged up in there, so you'd have to have somebody with a, a fairly small arm or a, a snake or something to see if there's anything lodged in there. Yeah. Uh, 855-616-1620. How do I clean the grout between the tiles in my shower? Yeah, so if it, well, you got to make sure, first of all, are we just cleaning or is it something that needs to be regrouted? And so cleaning, you probably just need something like an old toothbrush, maybe, or your, uh, your brother's toothbrush. If you're, you know, living at home or your, you know, your roommates, you don't like them or something, grab their toothbrush. I'm joking. <laughs> grab, grab a toothbrush you're not using anymore. And, and just, um, you need something that's going to be a little bit abrasive, you know, so we talk about Dawn dish soap, but working on a lot of really good cleaning, but I think you need something a little bit more like than, um, I'm, I'm trying to picture the clean or soft scrub, something like that, that's got a little bit of ability to, to take some of that. Everybody calls it mildew on their, right. on their, uh, their grout. I've been told technically mildew only grows on leaves of plants outside, but anyways, we won't go there. But, um, <laughs> so anyways, it's an organic growth, a mold, you know, kind of that's growing there. And so you really just need to, to get a little bit of scrubbing scrubbing action maybe the dawn dish soap will work for you i've heard like a quarter cup of chlorine bleach to a quart of water is a good mix too but make sure you're wearing gloves and stuff if you're working with that stuff so just so we talk about bleach a lot of times when you're cleaning mold and stuff bleach is really not a good cleaner uh years ago the state of wisconsin on their website they would talk about cleaning up mold if you have less than 10 square feet of mold in your house you know use like you just said this a bleach and water mixture be very careful but they've they realized that from really from industry professionals when i worked at kelman restoration we dealt with that a lot sort warm soapy water is a really good cleaner bleach is a good disinfectant so once things are clean, so once you get your shower and everything cleaned, then you can go on and put that bleach mixture on there. And like you said, Dayton, very careful, wear gloves. Uh, bleach can be very dangerous if you use too much of it or inhale it or anything. But that will disinfect the surface. And then it would be a good idea to go and seal the grout. You can buy a grout sealer at, at a big box store, a hardware store, 
and you use a little paintbrush and you put that on there. Some of them you can just wipe on the whole wall, but it's not a bad idea to seal that grout so now water can't soak into it in the future and it hopefully will keep it looking good for a long time. Yeah, if you're going to take the time to scrub it all down and get it looking good, keep it good, right? Exactly. Exactly. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. It is the Fix It Show. We're going to take another break. Love to hear from you. Thanks for joining us. You can always find the Fix It Show podcast on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. It's WTMJ. Need advice? Call 855-616-1620. Our expert home inspector is here to help. It's the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Good morning to you, 746. Thanks for joining us, David and Dayton Kane here. And uh, we are taking your calls at 855-616-1620. I actually should say, we're taking your texts. People don't like to call right. anymore, David. Everybody's yeah, texting in. They're laying in bed, you know, grabbing yeah, right. their phone. And We Thank appreciate the interaction, the though. Yeah, we, we do appreciate all the texts, uh, but yes, okay. Uh, we do have some more. Let's go through them here. Our house is 12 years old, and we're having an issue with hot water running when you turn on the cold water in any faucet in the house. Three bathrooms and a kitchen. That's like the opposite of what you normally hear. Yeah. Hot water runs for at least a minute before we actually get cold water. Any suggestions who to call? That is a weird situation. It, it really is. Um, my initial thought, and I, I think this was wrong, was my initial thought was maybe there's a, a recirculating pump on their water heater that's sending hot water through the system. Um, so, but somehow hot water is backing up from the water heater into the cold water supply. Cause when your way your piping is coming, generally the water comes in through your house, your main water, and it either goes to a softener right away. And then usually there's a, a main feed that goes to your water heater. So the only thing I can think of is that it, that water heater is somehow backing up hot water into that supply line. Hmm. It's getting into your cold for a little bit until it runs. And I, obviously with plumbing, something like that, I've never heard of anything like this. And so I, again, I mentioned before milestone plumbing in Wauwatosa, uh, they'd be who I would call for something like that. Yeah. Interesting situation there. It is. What size is normally the sewer lateral pipe four or six inches? In a residential home, it's going to be four. Uh, so we don't see any six-inch pipe in a residential home. Uh, that's that's usually a commercial or maybe a storm drain. So, so four-inch definitely. And, and to that point, sewer laterals—that's the pipe that goes out from your house to the street underground. And if you're if you're in a city, if you're you know in a, a municipal sewer, if you have big trees in your front yard, if you have a really old house. Not a bad idea to have somebody every once in a while come and take a look at that, run a camera in there, and see what the condition of that is so that you're not surprised by a backup. Every once in a while, like every five years, every year? Uh, it depends. I hear of some people doing having some like Roto-Rooter or um, Rosga Plumbing in West Dallas does it as well, where they kind of have somebody come out once a year and clear out their sewer lateral. Hmm. Um they're just, and that's just uh, kind of a maintenance issue. If you have big trees, you're going to you're going to get roots probably in that old drain, and so they're just having somebody come out every year. But it depends on the condition of it. If you have a newer home and it's a PVC pipe, it's probably in okay shape. We're usually talking about older homes before PVC, so prior to 1970 or so. 
Makes sense. The old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. It is the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. One final segment this hour before we're joined by Cornerstone Development. David and Dayton. One guy knows what the heck he's talking about. We'll let you figure out which one it is. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Country makes good music. Tyler Hubbard, half of Florida Georgia Line, was at the U.S. Cellular stage last night. I wanted to see that show, but I just couldn't do yet another day of Summerfest last yeah. night, if you could believe it, David. I, I, I'm i spent after how much I did last weekend. I, I'm like, I'm going tomorrow night, meaning tonight. I can't go again Friday. I'm a little surprised. Yeah. You know, I feel a little disappointed. <laughs> I bet you no. are. <laughs> uh, no. That, that coming from somebody who didn't go at all this year. Yeah. The Fix-It Show sponsored by Siding Unlimited and J&B Construction. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talking text line. We have a call. Let's go to Mike right. in Bayview. Good morning, Mike. What's your question? Good morning. Um, what's, what's happening is that uh, like if we don't flush our toilet or, you know, you know uh, we go up north of our place in the Dells, and we come back, and we got whistling coming out of the toilet. It, I mean, out of the you know, the top of the tank. I, so I took the top off. I took a look. The water level was, you know, there, you know, and everything. And then you flush the toilet, and then it stops whistling. I mean, they whistled so loud that sometimes the people next door can hear it. What? Wow. It's, yeah. How does it Yeah. So there's, yeah. there's, there's water in the tank, but, right. It, but as soon as you flush the toilet, the whistling stops. Right. Uh huh. That's that's bizarre. And then it stops. Yeah. So there's got to be something uh, with that, like the flapper or something with the valve that that whole assembly where the water the water fills the tank and then there's the flapper. There's got to be something going on with that. That uh, a seal's not. You know, um, is the water still running when it's whistling? Um. No. Hmm. Wow. Uh-uh. That is weird. How old is the yeah. toilet? Uh, this one here is when we remodeled. Uh, probably it's about uh, uh, five years old, six years, if hmm. that. Okay, it's not, not, it's not real old. I think um, you should uh, take it on the road, sign it up on Summerfest stages, and do the whistling toilet <laughs> gig. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, it knows how to whistle, but it doesn't keep a tune. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um yeah. That that yeah. that one's. I mean, I've heard of toilets. You know, they run for a little bit. You just wiggle the handle and stuff, and and whistling. Usually, whistling any plumbing fixture that's whistling, like a shower head, a faucet, or something like this, that's usually caused by some kind of debris. Either you have older pipes, or something got in the pipes and got in the either in the cartridge or in the in the little filter in the shower head that that restricts the water flow. And so I'm wondering if that's possible, if we're seeing the same thing in the toilet, that the, in that filler valve that's happening in there, that if you turn the water off and drain the water off completely and you tried cleaning that tank out as best as possible, trying to make sure everything's clean and so that, that it's working good and try to fill that up. It's kind of like rebooting your computer, you know, empty it all out, clean it all out, and then, and then see if that works. Otherwise, you might have to call, call a plumber. I, I wiggle the you know the toilet you know the handle and it still it still keeps whistling yeah. until I come huh. to do a complete flush. Then I do a complete flush. Then it stops. Yeah. 
Yeah, you got you got me on that one. Yeah, I, I couldn't even tell you, man. Yeah, it was, I would either call the guys down at Plumbing Parts Plus. Uh, they were a yeah, long that's a time, good idea. Long time uh, guest of the show, uh, or Milestone Plumbing in Wauwatosa. All Those right. would be my two well, offers. Give people your website, David, and then we got to wrap it up. It's uh, bestinspectionsllc.com. And I hear we have a special guest next week. Uh, yes, we do. Somebody's okay. filling in for me. We won't say who yet. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, have a great week. And uh, oh, wait, wait. We got another hour to go, yeah, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we got somebody coming <laughs> John in. John from Cornerstone Development on with us next. That's our number one. I'm ready to check out already. What am I doing? Yeah. It's the Fix It Show on WTMJ. This has been the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.